Transition Radio from San Diego, exploring the world of change with you. Are you ready to take your life to a new level? Join transition coaches and best-selling authors Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster as they explore strategies to navigate changes in health, relationships, money, career, and so much more. Get the information and tools to make your life smoother, easier, and more productive. And now, your hosts, Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster. Welcome to Transition Radio. I'm Ken D. Foster and my co-host, Paula Shaw. Paula? Hello. Good to see you. Good to be here again. It's an amazing show. And our show is being brought to you by Sherry Blair, your financial consultant, who will be on our show a little later yes. today, which is uh, going to be pretty amazing. She's going to have some great information about helping women stand on their own two feet financially. That's great. Well, listen, the show today is called The Naked Truth of Self-Love. Why are we doing the Naked Truth of Self-Love, Paula? Well, because Joy Chang, who's going to be with us in a little while, wrote a book called The Naked Truth, and it's about learning to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. And our first guest here, Kaylee Anshale Versfeld, Kaylee Versfeld has really brought us an amazing message about learning to love ourselves. Kaylee is pretty much everywhere out there. It's incredible. She's done... First of all, she's a receptionist for the Special Olympics. She's a swimmer. She's on television. She's on radios. She's on, she does keynote speaking. She's walked with celebrities on the, on the red carpet. <laughs> and, and she's just bringing a really important message to the world about acceptance and inclusion. Kaylee has Down syndrome. And she hasn't let that slow her down at all, from what I can tell. And we're going to learn a lot more about that today. Welcome, Kaylee. And welcome to her mother, Shale Versfeld, who has done amazing work in just getting Kaylee to all these places and helping her to advance this important message in the world. Thank you. And thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Boy, it's exciting to have both of you. And it, uh, Kaylee and I were talking before the show, and Kaylee, said, we were talking about Down syndrome, and she said, "No, it's not Down syndrome. What's it called?" It's Up syndrome. That's right. <laughs> and it's why is about. that, Kaylee? Why? Let's just say I'm loving so positive about everything and myself, and mm-hmm. how my brother describes me as. Instead of like, you have Downs, but you actually have Up, because <laughs> that's what it's all about. That is such a great well, attitude. It I is because, it. you know, everybody I've met with the syndrome is up. I've never had more hugs from individuals that have the up syndrome. Have, you know, have, <laughs> is, that, is that normal? <laughs> yes. I think actually right here, right now, this day on Transition Radio, we need to change the name. Let's make it up syndrome. Yes. Why not, right? <laughs> That's really your message, Kaylee, when yes, you think is. about it, right? Yeah. Like, it's... You've never let it stop you. I mean, you've done more than I have in my lifetime <laughs> and probably 90% of the people out there. So, Shale, let's, let's start a little bit with you. What was it like for you in the very beginning, and how did it happen that this child of yours evolved into this superstar? Well, when I first had Kaylee, I didn't even know what Down syndrome was. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband delivered her in the van in our driveway. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we were in the ambulance going to the hospital, and the, doc- the, the paramedics were like, oh, so, so this sort of thing happens to you often. And we're like, oh, does this happen often? And they're like, 
you know, they were disappointed that it took number 26 away from them for, for the delivery. And when they said that, it made us kind of feel uneducated that we didn't have prenatal care, and we did. It just happened to be we were competing against Laker game playoffs. And <laughs> well, that'll do it every time. <laughs> and who can, who can go to the hospital during that? Right. So um, they treated me differently. Kaylee's my third child out of four, and they treated us differently. They were asking, did we have prenatal um, care? care? Mm-hmm. And they asked us if we had any um, consulting on like if things could be different, and mm-hmm. we hadn't. So mm-hmm. that kind of clued us in that there was an issue. And mm-hmm. so I asked the doctor when they came to stitch me up, was there an issue, a concern? And they said, as a matter of fact, we suspect her to have Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. So immediately I went through guilt thinking, what did I do in my life? Did mm-hmm. I, what did I do wrong? Was it when I did this? Was it in college or that? And to find out it's genetic, but you go through that guilt. And then I was certain that they were going to come back and tell me that, the diagnosis was somebody else's. They were confused, even though she'd never left my side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in, mm. I, I was in denial. But Shale, so you then on, you came to this attitude, it seems, or this perspective that nothing's going to be different for this child than any other child. How did you get there? So I, a few days later, I started calling for services, seeing what was out there, mm-hmm. and I found out even in early intervention, I was met with. She will never, don't you realize you have an R-word child and um, your goals are too high. And every time I heard things like this, I took it as a personal challenge to prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted more for Kaylee than the limits that were being placed on her. And we wouldn't put limits on typical children, so why would we put it on someone with special needs? Mm -hmm. So I I had three kids, now four, then four, so I just, we treated her the same. As, as all the kids. We didn't dumb anything down for her. It was just, I may have talked to myself more so she heard language more mm-hmm. um, to get familiar with it. So we just maybe overdid things rather than underdoing. Wow. I have so many questions for you. Uh, you know, having a, um, uh, a doctor tell you that, you know, there's limitations on your child, that, you know, they're not going to be, uh, quote, normal. Um, what does that do to a mom? What, what does that do to your psyche when you when that happened? Like, um, well, you're in denial, and you, you want to fight for your child. Mm-hmm. But the system, the way it's set up through the school system, you're looking, for, you're looking at the instructors and the supervisors and the vice principals, everyone you're looking for them for advice and thinking that they're the experts mm-hmm. when they have a little box that they've put our children in. Mm-hmm. And so it was a constant battle through education, and I would come home and I would tell my friends that had children with Down syndrome, I'd say, you know, this may or may not be the case, but this is how I get through it, is I feel like they only have so much budget, and so they're going to say no to everybody, and then only so many people are going to come back and fight, Uh, and so that way I didn't take it personally. So we talked about the world of no's. Is this part of the world of no's? Um, yes, it's throughout the whole school system, it was a world of no's. And yet, I, I'm reading in, in Kaylee's paperwork, she always says, dream big and never give up. Yes. Kaylee, how did you come to that perspective when you started out in a world of no's? When I, when I started doing the uh, dream big part, is that I dream big wherever I go uh-huh. and make it happen. And I say to myself, never give up and stay positive with it. Wow. I just keep going forward what you've been doing and all like that. So that's why I 
had that together, and it means a lot to me. And I would imagine that part of the reason you have this attitude is this amazing mother of yours and amazing, the kind of I support. Beautiful. And beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and really, the attitude with which you raised her, like, hey, there's no reason why you can't do everything everybody else can do. I have the feeling that's what you heard a lot, Kaylee. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, and you have. No, I'd say, no, you've superseded what most people do. Yes. So, Kaylee, yeah. um, you know, one of the things we were talking about is your message to the world. I asked you that but prior to coming on the show. But I want to ask you again, your message to the world, and I just remind you, you told me, Kindness is courage. Yeah. Can we talk about that? What does that mean? Kindness is, is contagious. It's contagious. Thank you. <laughs> I know you mean. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. You yeah. got to be treated with respect and is that, it's kind of. <laughs> um, kindness is contagious. It makes communities better, individual lives better, families' lives better. And when you stop judging a book by the cover and looking at people for who they are, mm -hmm. you find out how beautiful they are and that they have something to, all lives are valuable. All life matters and that we all have a purpose to be here. And when Kaylee enters a room, she brightens up the place. That's yeah. absolutely like, I just think <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. for example, last Thursday, her boyfriend surprised her on with a gondolier ride on in Naples. Oh. And the gondolier, when we were done, came up to me and said how refreshing it was and how kind they were and how polite they treated him and how he needed that for the day. And he goes, yesterday was rough. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. And I was surprised that people weren't kind on Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, actually, I needed this for the week. And that's then we went to lunch and as they exchanged gifts, the busboy was in tears, just standing there watching because she, they just bring such joy and beauty. Mm. It touches people everywhere you go if you just take time to open your eyes. <laughs> I know you, you can't watch Kaylee giggle without <laughs> your heart lighting up. I love it out. That's like, that's what Tim said all the time that it's all about being positive with everything and being people's joy and tears coming down. Like, I surprised my mom as well every time. I graduated from school and all like that. I see my mom in tears because uh -huh. she did so much for me growing up. And it's like, education is my life. Like, I call it fantastic. Right fantastic. The world that I create oh, for I myself because I love being fun all the time, as you can tell right now. Uh -huh. And put it on fantastic together because it's my favorite word right there because it brings a lot of people happiness. And that's what I like about right there is happiness. Yes. Yes, and there isn't And to respect, and don't be ashamed of who you really are and what you are. Mm -hmm. So, Kaylee, do you do things that aren't fun sometimes? Or do you I create fun it, in everything? I still see it as a fun thing, no matter what it is. No matter what. So it's the attitude, right? Yeah. Yes, perspective. Mm -hmm. yes. That's an important message for our listeners, Cause, Kaylee. Because <laughs> a lot of people are saying, I, sometimes, I, are you serious or are you funny? And I said, I am both. I am fantastic. I know. You are. And I want to thank you for teaching us so much in this short time today. You'll have to come back again because your message is amazing. This message of fun, kindness, acceptance, you know, in, inclus, inclus, 
inclusion, Listen, right? Inclusion. <laughs> Include yeah. everybody and enjoy the time you have with everybody, right? And I got one last the really quick question. Perspective. How many hugs a day should somebody get? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be a lot. Because oh, with, with, with us, it's the specialty you get. Oh, Alrighty. beautiful. Thank you. I'm so happy to have had you with us. Coming up next, we've got uh, Joy, and she's going to be speaking about... Joy uh, Chang, the naked truth the of naked self-love. Truth. Coming right up. <laughs> we'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. California license number 0B42369. Securities and services offered through HBEC, Inc. Member FINRA, SIPC. HBEC, Inc. and Michael J. Lucia and Associates are not affiliated. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. And welcome back to Transition Radio. We're so glad to have you here with us. We are being brought to you by Sherry Blair, your financial consultant. And Sherry will be sharing. (laughs) That's not easy to say. Sherry will be talking to us about some wonderful principles for helping women get on their own two feet financially a little later in the show. Right now, we have with us Joy Chang, who wrote a book called The Naked Truth. And she's going to talk to us about self-love. Ken, tell us more about Joy. I'd love to. Joy is the self-love transformation queen, and she's passionate about helping people to love themselves so that they can start to have the best life ever. She believes that when we heal ourselves, we heal the world. Joy is a best-selling author, as you alluded to, Paula. She's also a speaker. She's a mentor, a healer, and a trained yoga teacher. She's the author of The Naked Truth, A Woman's Journey to Self-Love, and it's about her personal journey of healing herself naturally from deep depression and suicidal thoughts to self-love. Joy, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. 
Thank you. It's great to be here. And one thing we should have said in that bio, though the radio people will never see this, she is wearing the most extraordinary <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Stick your foot out there, Joy, and show it to the Facebook people. Those are so cool. <laughs> oh, those are cool. All right. That's great. Uh, so, Joy, you've been on, you know, first of all, here's a question. Why should we love ourselves? And why is it so hard for us to love ourselves? Well, you know, our society is, you know, a society that tends to help have us believe that we need things outside of ourselves, right, to fulfill us. And so I think yeah. that we've been conditioned, you know, to believe that we're not good enough. Um, and it's just things that get passed on from our parents and their parents. And, um, and so I think that in order for us to really achieve what we want in our life, we have to, we have to love ourselves. that it's important because, you know, we are, um, we are valuable. And um, so that's part of my message for everyone. It's, you know, it's so hard to love ourselves, I think. I, I know I was brought up in a family that I was over-directed. I was told what to do, when to do, how to do it, and it was never good enough. Mm-hmm. So I got, you know, when I, and, you know, they say between, when a child uh, under the age of eight, they're really getting their, their self-view of the world from their parents mm-hmm. or, you know, those that are close to them. How did you change that around in you? I, I think right. that's m- what most people want to know. Yeah, and it's something that, you know, sometimes people ask me, like, is that something you've always, like, you've always loved yourself? No, it's definitely not something that I was, like, born with. It's something that I've had to develop. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of different things that I did, and I share some of these practices in my book. Um, but one of the things is, you know, shifting our beliefs, right? So there's certain things that we believe about ourselves, and it's realizing that those things are not true and shifting those into more empowering And, you know, beliefs. that's tricky because a lot of those beliefs are on a subconscious level, aren't they, Joy? Yeah. So and I think you help people even with that, right? Yeah. I mean, so I do, I do healing work that can, you know, help you clear those beliefs because they're all, a lot of times we don't even realize that they're affecting our life and they're all in our bodies, you know, our, our bodies store emotions and energy. And so, mm-hmm. um, so there's things you can do to clear that so that they're not. How, how do you know if you have those beliefs in your life? Like I'm not good enough. I mean, we don't walk around going, oh, I've got these beliefs that are, you know, messing me up. But, uh, you know, how did you, how did you, how do you tell people and how do they acknowledge this? Where do they well, how, where do they go with this? Yeah, so the first step is the awareness, right? Is realizing that you have a voice inside your head. And if you don't think you have a voice inside your head, that voice that's telling you that you don't have a voice inside your head is the voice that you have inside your head, right? So right. we all have right this on. voice that we call the, you know, our critic, right? That is usually playing a very negative tape all the time. And so we have to first become aware that that is true, that we do have that mm-hmm. in order to then shift it. Mm-hmm. You know, in looking at your bio, Joy, you actually went a very traditional path education-wise. Like you have a mm-hmm. master's in social work. Mm-hmm. From a master's in social work to the naked truth, that's got to be a journey. <laughs> How did yeah. that happen? Well, you know, I actually always, I always wanted to help people, you know, since I was a kid, I knew I was here for something bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many kids think that way, but that was something that I just always knew. And I actually wanted to have my own business. I was going to go into counseling, become a um, family and marriage therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, what I'm doing is not, is not that different, but that that was the track I was going to take. And then when I was working um, at Big Brothers Big Sisters, I met a life coach there. And that's my first introduction to coaching um, and realized that that was more the track that I wanted to go. And what made you realize that this area of learning how to love yourself was an important area for people to actually master? Well, you know, they say that we teach what we need to learn, right? So (laughs) I knew that that was something that I needed to teach because that's the theme in my life. That was the biggest challenge for me. Um, And so that's why I was like, okay, this is what I'm here to, you know, help teach other people about. Mm -hmm. What do you think the the big secret is around self-love, right? Why, Why don't people love themselves? 
Um, yeah, again, like I said, it's just, you know, we've been conditioned to believe that we're, that we're not enough. Um, so that we we're can actually buy other born things, you know, self-loving. And, Don't, does that make sense? Yeah. It's like babies, they, they got to think they're cool because they are so cool, right? <laughs> but somewhere along the way, it gets conditioned out of us. Right. right. Yeah, I don't, I think that, you know, you look at a baby, like, you know, no one thinks there's anything wrong with a baby, right? It's like mm-hmm. the babies are perfect. And um, and I'm sure they probably think so too. But then as we start getting older, we start learning that, you know, we're not good enough and compared to other people and all that. I feel like a lot of that comes from the way we're disciplined and the way we're acculturated. Would you agree with that? Or do you think it comes from other places, Joy? Uh, I think, I mean, I think it really goes across, you know, all cultures. You uh-huh. know? I mean, I think that, there may be some cultures that are more focused on community that maybe they're they're more likely to love themselves. Um, but then I think it's just a general theme, part of you know this human experience really mm-hmm. that we're all here. Mm-hmm. You know, I when we were talking in the studio and you said that your uh, your journey was one uh, a painful journey uh, in your twenties and thirties. You were talking about the, um, the suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get out of that? What happened? Yeah. So. Um, so I was I was actually in an abusive relationship on top of that depression, um, and then that's when I realized that I didn't love myself because up until that point I really didn't know that that was an issue I had. And so when I was in that relationship, you know, I, I started thinking, well, I must not love myself because if I did, I wouldn't be in this situation continuously. I was in that relationship four and a half years on and oh, off, wow. and. So I, I made a decision, you know, I said, okay, I need to learn to love myself. And so I ended that relationship, decided I needed to love myself. And then the universe started bringing, you know, things to me to help me. With that. Don't, you know, I think, let me, let me uh, just say this. I think a lot of people tolerate, have, they're tolerating a lot of things and they don't relate that to self-love at all. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, it's easy to judge other people, right? To judge their situations. And and from the outside, you might be thinking, well, why would somebody be in an abusive relationship, right? Like, why would they do that? And, um, but we tend to like, you know, we're we're comfortable and even in pain, we can be comfortable in our own pain, right? Because it's familiar. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so it's scary to, and and there may be, you know, the fear of what's going to happen if I leave this relationship too, right? And so there's a lot of different factors to it. Um, And so I think that that's why like, People stay in those situations, you know. It's a huge thing, isn't it? Because even if something is miserable for us, if it's familiar, we know how to navigate it. Mm-hmm. So on some level, there's comfort there. Yeah. And that's a tricky thing about human beings. And mm-hmm. and you're certainly not the only one out there who's doing that kind of thing. I was just uh, watching Eat, Pray, Love the other day, and there was a line in there that was something like, we're miserable together but happy not to be apart. <laughs> Think mm-hmm. about that. How many people actually right. are living that, right? That yeah. we, we can't go through the pain of, of changing it, so let's deal with the misery that at least is somewhat tolerable. Yeah. But obviously, you reached a point where you said, no more. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Was there a peak experience or a pivotal experience that brought you to that, Joy? Yeah, I actually got introduced to the healing work that I do. So I went to this seminar called Matrix Energetics. That's the healing oh, that I do. And it I really, yeah, and it really started opening me up to what's possible. So mm-hmm. I started looking at these beliefs. You know, I'd put on these, I had, had these beliefs that I put around my, my, my happiness, like conditions on my happiness. So I had a belief that, you know, if I got married, I'd be happier or that if I was single, I'd be miserable. And so I started looking at those beliefs and, and saying, you know, how do I know that this is true? Like, how do I know that if I get married, I'm going to be happier? You know, I'm sure there's a lot of married people that are unhappy happy obviously there's a 50 percent divorce rate and 
you know, and how do I know that being single is going to make me miserable? What if being single was the best thing that I ever did? Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I started flipping those questions, you know, it just created space for something different. So that really gave me the courage to say, you know what, I'm, I'm willing to see what's possible if I end this relationship. And I learned to just love myself and be happy being single because I had been in long-term relationships after long-term relationships and just stayed like in relationships because of this fear of being alone. And I realized that, you know, I needed to be okay with just myself and being with myself. That's huge. That's really huge. So when I think of self-love, I think of self-esteem. I think of, uh, you know, typically thinking about how valuable I am, how worthwhile I am. So there's that, there's a piece there, but there's another piece of self-acceptance. And I think that's deeper than self-esteem because I think there are parts of myself or maybe parts of all of us that we don't accept, right? I don't accept that I'm, I'm fat or I'm skinny or I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm, I, 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 I'm angry or I'm, I'm mean or whatever those things we don't accept of ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think it seems to hold us back from self-love. So do we have to explore those dark sides of ourselves to really love ourselves or is that a myth? Well, I, I do believe that part of loving ourselves is loving those pieces that we don't want to love that are difficult to love, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's a journey. It's not something that you're going to, you know, flip a switch and tomorrow you're going to be like, oh, great, I love everything about myself. But it's a journey that you go on and it's possible when you take the journey and do the work. So, Yeah, well, because I, I think we have to, I think what you're saying, and this is what I believe, I think we have to explore those parts uh, of ourselves that are not acceptable to ourself, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, if I'm having suicidal thoughts, right, or if I'm having negative thinking about, let's say about Paula, Right? Um, Who's ever had a negative thought about Well, I've never had a negative thought about Paula. But but if we did, (laughs) um, you know, it's not about Paula. It's about, it's in here, right? Right. It's about what somehow Paula's triggered something in me and now I'm putting the blame on Paula, right? right? That she's something, right? Right. Speaking of Paula, Paula's going to take us to break. And when we come back, Joy, I can't wait to hear how you answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Attention business owners. The feeling of being overwhelmed, stressed out, and facing difficult business challenges goes hand in hand with being an entrepreneur. But there are solutions, and it's time to explore the possibilities. You work hard as an entrepreneur. Give yourself the break you deserve. Ken D. Foster is the business coach for you. Ken has over 21 years of experience with leaders just like you, who trust to share what is truly going on in their business and that thing called life. You're invited to set up a free conversation confidential consultation with Ken. His wisdom, guided methods, and unique strategies will bring you to new heights and breakthrough obstacles. Visit KenDFoster.com to set up your free confidential consultation. It's time to achieve your dreams because you deserve a successful business and a balanced, happy life. Sound great? Find out how to make this happen. Visit KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. Is living in today's fast-paced world making you feel stressed and out of balance? 
Are anxiety, sleeplessness, depression, lack of focus, or weight gain robbing you of your relationship and your energy? If you're ready for change, you need to call Paula Shaw at Rebalancing You. Paula helps you identify and eliminate self-sabotaging thinking and behavior. Using a wide variety of mind-body techniques, she provides her clients with the most effective processes for their specific needs. To book a rebalancing session with Paula, call 858-480-9234. That's 858-480-9234. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. Welcome back to Transition Radio. Our show is being brought to you by Sherry Blair, your financial consultant, and we have Joy Chang on the show today. We've been talking about self-esteem, self-love, self-acceptance, and how to apply those principles in your life. Okay, we were just talking about um, projecting onto other people our own negative thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so Paula triggers me. I don't like Paula, what she said, so therefore there's something wrong with Paula, but I never look at myself, right? Mm-hmm. Is this part of your work? Do you Do you help people overcome this stuff? Yeah, I think that's definitely a piece of it, especially in, in relationships. You know, it's like whatever I, and that's something I share in my book too, is that when we're triggered by something that someone else does, we can't be triggered unless there's a piece of truth in there for us. And so mm-hmm. the work to do is to look at that and say, okay, so, you know, if I think Paula is, I don't know. I mean, I can all see like today. Because <laughs> I, put, nice I put you there. Because <laughs> if we think Paula is. <laughs> now we're on the spot to say something about Paula. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever yeah. it is, it's like yeah. we got to look at, well, is this well, is you know, truth there uh, for me? You know, yeah. like some people that are really positive look at people that just say something like reality. Well, you know, I don't like this. And then they'll look at Paula and say she's negative, right? Mm-hmm. So, but that trigger is not about Paula. That's about the individual. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. But see, I hate that. You know why I hate that? Because now I can't blame Paula for the way I feel. <laughs> so, oh, you'll find a way. Well, There's okay. no doubt right, in good. my mind. <laughs> so, um, so how do people get out of blame and shame and, you know, feeling guilty about blaming and shaming others or feeling guilty about, blame, you know, others shaming and blaming themselves? Well, again, it comes back to awareness, right? So it's realizing if you're blaming someone else that there's something that is there for you. Mm-hmm. And if um, someone's blaming you, then realizing that that's, that's about them too. Like that's not actually about you then if someone's projecting something onto you to not take that personally. I find most of what people react to is always about them and not about the other person, you know? Because somebody else can interact with that person and have a glorious experience, Mm-hmm. But we all have that stuff inside of us that creates those triggers yeah. that get triggered <laughs> or the buttons. But, but that Joy, get let me ask you, can that thinking uh, create havoc, right? If I always think it's about you, that you know, I don't have any part in it, what, doesn't that mess mess people up, right? Does that make right. sense? Well, I think it's it's both, right? So, I mean, we're responsible for, like, we can't be responsible for other people's reactions, but we're responsible for our, our reactions, right? right. And yeah, I mean, I go along, I, yeah. I take a gun out and I shoot you. I mean, you know, and I'm going, well, it's it's not my fault. You're feeling pain. What's your problem, right? There's something wrong about that. Right, of course. <laughs> okay. But I think the point that we were making is when we react to somebody we're usually reacting from something that's within us, not so much what they just did. Now, if you shoot me, you bet your butt I'm going to react to you, <laughs> and it's going to be about you. But Joy's making a different point here that I think you know is important. 
Mm-hmm. We have to change our inside experience before we can change our outside experience, right? Yeah. And, and you're I think, and, helping and when, people do that. And when you do that, then the things around you shift, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, before I, be, like, loved myself, I was, like, you know, attracting, like, certain relationships. And then once I decided that that's, you know, that I was going to start loving myself, then I attracted a partner who was able to really love me and, and, and love me unconditionally and, you know, oh, I just had a friend. Yeah. I just had a friend yesterday that told me that she um, made the choice to love herself uh, in a greater way, mm-hmm. and then she was she had just cut herself off from a couple of relationships, mm-hmm. and that was really hard for her. Mm-hmm. Any advice on when somebody's going through that, where you're just like stopping, you know, stopping the abuse, stopping the relationship, moving on? How how do you go through that? It's really focusing on yourself and like, you know, doing things like that you enjoy doing and just like doing your best and and knowing like that, you know, you're going to heal and and allowing yourself to feel whatever you're feeling too, you know, not just like deny it or, you know, like drink or, you know, like go to things Mm -hmm. that to escape, but really allow yourself to feel those emotions and also focusing on, you know, things that bring you joy. And yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, several people we've had on the show who have talked about love have actually said a similar thing that it has to begin with loving yourself, with being happy with your alone time, your alone experience, and making your life beautiful with, you know, before maybe you have that partner or in in a situation, mm-hmm. like you said, you were conditioned to believe that you'd never be happy if you didn't have a mate. And then when you actually got happy, the right one showed up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if like you didn't get if, happy first, the wrong one would probably show up, right? Right. Or you can even be in a relationship with somebody but feel lonely. I'm sure there's people out there that, you know, are so, like, lonely even though they have somebody because they don't love themselves and they're not able to accept. Like, even in that, you know, that relationship I had, I, I had to learn to love myself more because I had, like, this guy that was wanting to love me and I had these blocks to love of, like, not feeling, like, like deserving of it. And mm-hmm. so working through that so that I could receive the love that was there. So, Joy, how does a person um, get this love? I, and, and I'm kind of, kind of alluding tools, to I'm alluding to the tool that you have for people on the website. Let's talk about mm-hmm. that. What, what do you have for our guests today? Yeah, so I have a free gift. It's called the Seven Day Self Love Challenge. And so, you'll if you sign up for the challenge, you'll receive an email every day with a different practice for self love. And oh. so these are the practices that I've done in my life and I've worked on with my clients that have really made a big difference, you know, literally has changed my life. And, um, and so I share that in my book as well. But if you want to go on my website, you can get a free copy of that. So I it's at uh, joychang.com. And let me spell that. It's J-O-I-E-C-H-E-N-G.com, joychang.com. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. So if you go to that site, then you can um, sign up for the seven days self love. And as Paula said, Ken, are you going to sign up for that? <laughs> and I was saying, yes, of course, I can. I oh, can I, use that. I think that. I said, I think you should. Oh, sign oh, you, up. Sh- oh you should. <laughs> I didn't okay. ask if you wanted. To. Well, what's goose uh, good for the goose is good for the gander. I, I've always heard I that. I already saying. said I'm signing up. You don't have to try to guilt me. But Joy, can you give us an example of what one of those processes is like? That people sure. will and the get. seven day uh, mm-hmm. and the and seven the, day yeah, self love challenge. challenge. Yeah, so I mean, one of the ones I shared was about your beliefs, and so being able to shift those beliefs, and mm-hmm. so looking at those beliefs that are not empowering, and shifting them to more empowering beliefs. 
Okay, I love that. Yeah. Give us another one. Another one, um, which is really powerful, it's simple, but it's super powerful, is that I joined this um, Facebook group called 100 Days to Self-Love. And then for, mm-hmm. you know, every day for, actually I did it more than 100 days. I did it like over 365. I don't Woo. even know how many, but when I first started it, it was like this thing that I felt like, how am I going to find 100 things to love about myself? You mm-hmm. know, so it definitely felt like, like beyond anything I could do, but I was willing to try. And so, you know, every day I would write down one thing I loved about myself, write in my journal and then post it in the Facebook group as well. Um, And sometimes even post on my own page. And so there's just something about, you know, collective energy of everybody, you know, posting something that really um, just builds up, you know, your own self-love as well. So, Well, you know, I I know there are people that uh, would have a hard time with that exercise, right? I mean, those are the people that really need it. And and I was one of those people. And that's why I say that. And I think that, yeah, and and you can start off with something easy, right? Like something you do really love about yourself. Like I love, you know, my fingernails, your fingernails, yeah, (laughs) or my shirt or my, I don't know, anything like, like something really simple. Right. And then, you know, just just keep going every day. And, And really what it does is it trains our mind because like we talked about, you know, normally we have this critic inside our head that's constantly telling us that we're not good enough that's constantly picking at us and telling us we're 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 fall short right and so being able to constantly purposely say okay i love this about myself at least one thing every day then your mind starts actually looking for that thing so if you do it like at the end of your day then your mind will start looking for it during the day because it knows that it's going to be you know you're going to be thinking of that at the end of the day that's very cool and then everybody is posting so everybody can see what others love about themselves yeah and it's a private group so you don't have to worry if you don't want to share it with the rest of the world Mm -hmm. like just post it in that group and you know, you don't have to post it either, but it's just something that either way, if you write it in your journal, I mean, you're going to get the benefit of doing that practice. That's really cool. And yeah. I would think seeing what other people love about themselves would help trigger, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have that too, you know. So people, yeah. it kind of broadens your your list of what you might choose from. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes we don't remember, like we may forget something, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, that is something that I love about myself. Exactly. You know, it's been said that the, uh, the force behind love is the greatest force in the universe. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're talking about. It's an energy, a vibration, something that we emanate out through us, right? Mm -hmm. And so do you believe that after the seven-day self-love challenge that people can really start to vibrate, emanate love in their life in a greater way? I do, yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's it's not going to be like, you know, you do this seven day challenge for seven days and your whole life's going to be different, you know, but it's a practice that when you start doing these things and start implementing them into your life, they will definitely make a huge difference in your life. Mm-hmm. And probably and if you other go people's, beyond. People's, you know, lives in your life and it's like a ripple effect. right? Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And I have noticed always with my clients and in my own life, when I change, it seems like everyone around me changes. But the mm-hmm. truth is I'm just making a space to interact with them and perceive them differently. Mm-hmm. And then things usually are better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But starting with seven days, I think is brilliant because seven days feels doable. Mm-hmm. That hundred day thing, I <laughs> think, you know, right. it takes some guts to sign up for that one. Yeah. But I love your idea, the seven day challenge. And then you said it's also in your book, The Naked Truth? Yes, yes. And where, do, where can people get that book? Um, so it's on Amazon. You can also go to my site, but there's a link to Amazon on my site and it's available in Kindle print and audio. Okay. Beautiful. That's awesome. Beautiful. 
So, you know, when I heard Paula say, as soon as she changes her thought, then I'll show up differently. So I can hardly <laughs> wait for her to change her thinking. Changing right now. <laughs> as wow. we speak. <laughs> okay. All right. That's great. Well, Joy, thank you so much Let's for being on the show. Let's give that website again. Let's give that website. Yeah, it's joychang.com. This is for the seven-day self-love challenge. So it's J-O-I-E-C-H-E-N-G.com. So go there and take the seven-day challenge with Paula and I. Which is been created by the self-love transformation queen there you go all righty so <laughs> thank you so much for being with you, us joy. joy you taught us a lot today yeah thank yeah. you for having me on your show thank you <laughs> our pleasure so you can listen to transition radio live every monday night in san diego on uh, 11 70 a.m kcbq Plus, uh, you can Google us and Transition Radio, or you can uh, talk to Alexa or Siri and just <laughs> ask them for Transition Radio, and we'll come right up. And we'll be back in just a moment with Sherry Blair, our financial consultant, to talk to us about how women can get on their own two feet financially. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. How confident are you that you'll have enough money to retire when the time comes? Your financial future may be at risk, and you don't even know it. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair, financial advisor, and helping you meet your financial goals is important to me. Let me help you make smarter financial decisions that will keep your money safe, growing, and there when you need it. Call me for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion, 619-997-0416. California license number 0B42369. Securities and services offered through HBEC Inc. Member FINRA SIPC. HBEC Inc. and Michael J. Lucia and Associates are not affiliated. There's a question many of us ask ourselves when we are grieving. When will this pain ever end? Life Transition Coach and Grief Recovery Specialist Paula Shaw wants you to know there is light at the end of the tunnel. In her new best-selling book, Paula gives you information and practical exercises you can use right away in your recovery process, including breathing methods, the emotional freedom technique, energy psychology work, and many other healing tools. Grief, when will this pain ever end? Available now on Amazon.com. Cherry Blair is a financial advisor, California insurance license number 0B42369 with Michael J. Lucia and Associates. Security and services offered through HBEC Inc., member FINRA SIPC. HBEC Inc. and Michael J. Lucia and Associates are not affiliated. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. Welcome back to Transition Radio. We are here today talking about self-love. And in studio now is our sponsor, Sherry Blair, who's going to talk about a woman coming into greater self-love and self-respect by getting on her financial two feet. But just before that, I want to give you contact information for Kaylee Versfeldt, who was on earlier, should you want her to be a speaker or at one of your special events. Her phone number is... 310-408-3797. Or she can be reached at KK, as in Kid Kid, numeral 2, D-A-M-A-X at gmail.com. Boy, that's a lot to say, Paula. Okay. It is. <laughs> All right, listen, I'd like to get into our show here because we have our sponsor, 
Sherry Blair, and Sherry is in the business of empowering women financially. So, Sherry, welcome. Hi, Paula. Hi, Ken. So good to have you back with us again. It's so good to be with you. I know. And tell us a little bit about what is your dream for women, your goal? How do you work with them? What are the things you want them to know? Yes. Thank you, Paula. Um, I I think it's important to recap a little bit of what we talked about. I shared uh, on our last show. And Mm -hmm. um, I know Ken and you both asked me what is the hardest or the most challenging thing for women. Mm -hmm. And that is... uh, planning for retirement. Mm-hmm. And then Ken had asked me, mm-hmm. you know, why is that? And uh, there's a couple of reasons. One is time and one is money. Time being that um, because we as women typically live longer than men, um, we have, you know, we have much more time. And so that's an, that can be an issue, right? So if you're from retirement, it extends out not just 20 or 30 years plus, mm-hmm. that's a long time. Because you're talking about time on the planet, Absolutely. right? Time, <laughs> yeah, we're going to live longer yeah, and we got to be able to afford that. Absolutely. I got Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And then the other is money. So um, because the average woman is going to likely outlive the man, um, we need to, they're not going to be around for a, a safety net. And, and of course, as we always like to say, a man is not a financial plan. Right? That's right. A man is not a financial plan is right. So, and decades ago in our society, we were taught as women mm-hmm. that a man is a financial plan. Mm-hmm. I know for my mother's generation, mm-hmm. that was passed on to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure for yourself, Paula. Mm-hmm. And I know the younger generation, the millennials coming up are, are taught differently, but yeah. we're still, there's so many of us baby boomers that are still kind of in that paradigm. You know. And that's really sort of the sweet spot of the women you want to help, right, Sherry? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, That is the women, for the most part, that I am passionate about reaching out and helping inform them, educate them, inspire them to make the changes in their life to feel more empowered financially, which is all about self-love, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And right. self-care. Because it yeah. is so true. I mean... I don't care how fabulous you are. If you have no money in your bank account and you don't know how you're going to pay your rent and you're scared all the time, it's hard to feel a lot of self-love, isn't it? Or absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that you know, that's a whole mindset that you just get caught up in mm-hmm. and you can go for long periods of time uh, not feeling self-love or respect mm-hmm. and, you know, depressed, yeah. And whatever other things that come yeah, along. I, with. You know, and I, I think there's another piece to that is um, a lot of people feel that they're afraid of the unknown, right? Right, absolutely. So, you know, I, I like what you, you know, you do, Sherry, and that is you kind of take the unknown out of uh, financial planning for women, right? Right, right. Yeah. So when somebody comes in to see you, like typically what happens? What are the vehicles that you like for women? What do you, what do you hope they'll do? Well, first, first and foremost, I want the women to that come in and see me, and all clients for that matter, to um, feel like, you know, feel the trust, feel that they are the only most important uh, thing that's going on in mm-hmm. my with me at that time. That mm-hmm. my business and my practice is centered just around them. Nice. So they feel comfortable enough to share with me 
what it is that's important to them about money, about, you know, about what they want to do with their money, where they want to go, what their, you know, what their goals are, you know, are they close to retirement? If they are in retirement, you know, what steps they can make if they're in fear about their money, what we can do to, to eliminate or, you know, to lower that fear Mm -hmm. and also raise their consciousness about their financial situation so they feel more secure about themselves. You know, one of the things I love about you is that I think you're very accessible and you're approachable. And as I've mentioned before, I think a lot of women who don't have means, so to speak, Mm -hmm. you know, there are not assets and all those terms I love that you all use. When you don't have that, you're ashamed. Absolutely. There's a lot of shame. Mm -hmm. There's embarrassment. And, and a lot of women would be really, really hard-pressed to sit down and admit that to a male. Absolutely. That, that is so true, uh, from not just from knowing the women that come in and talk to me, but uh, even the ways I felt in my life when I was younger, you mm-hmm. know, before I even got into doing what I'm doing today mm-hmm. uh, and have been doing for so long. Um, I think that women, for the most part, you know, we are more relationship oriented. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if women come in to see me and I start to lay out graphs for them and, you know, and, and talk about how the market's performing uh, compared to the S&P 500 or something like that, you know, that they're, I'll see just like their eyes will glaze, <laughs> glaze over. over. Yeah. And I, there's no connection there. Right. And so I want to make sure that they do, they, they do understand that I am listening to them. Mm. that I know what's important to them about these decisions in their life and that they are, you know, there may be, they may be feeling uh, scared or, uh, you know, like it's, you know, no one's ever paid that much attention to them before about mm-hmm. this. And why should they? Because they don't even deserve it on some level. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, it's important to me as um, a financial advisor to get beyond that with them. So we can get down to the things that would make them more secure about their money and how we can move forward to that. And then at some point, they will be able to look at a graph, you know, and, <laughs> right. and then, you know, and take, and take the time to go through that process. Yeah. I love this progression you're talking about because what it says to me is you connect on a heart level first. Absolutely. Before you go into head knowledge. Right. And I, that's how we girls work. I really do think that's powerful, Sherry. And well, thank important. you, thank you, Paul. really powerful. It is important. It is important. I wanted one of the things I want to say about you know you were talking about the self love and and respecting yourself and honoring yourself mm-hmm. is that you know um, now people here we are get, getting to the end of February mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's still you know something that you can do for yourself if you're a business owner. Um, I you know, self-employed, a sole proprietor, it's, you still have a chance or an opportunity to contribute to your, uh, to your tax, for tax year 2017. Contribute and to what? To your IRA, to oh. your, four, you know, to some kind of retirement plan for yourself. Oh. So a lot of people know that, but then there's some people that think that since the years pass, you know, that's over. There's still an opportunity to do that. So I didn't if you, know that. Yes, if you're working on your taxes or haven't turned your taxes in yet, you can take the, this time to lower your income down potentially, right? 
by contributing to some form of IRA. Mm-hmm. Is or that retirement the, April plan. 18th? Is that the way? April I mean, 17th. 17th. It is okay. the 17th this year because okay. the 15th falls on a weekend. So, and the Monday is a holiday. Right. So we have until the 17th. So that is a form of, of self-love, of loving yourself, of giving to yourself, of respecting, respecting and honoring yourself. Taking care of yourself. Yeah. And I wanted to be sure we had time, Sherry, for you to share with our listeners about this event you have coming up where women can not only learn the financial keys to being able to love yourself, but can have a beautiful experience. So that's, tell us about that. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Paula. So Women, Money, and Beauty is an event that uh, I have coming up at the San San Diego Botanic Garden on March 24th. That's next month, in a little over a month, on a Saturday from 1 till 3.30. Okay? And that's that's in Encinitas, if I remember correctly, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And what what will they do at this event? Well, they will be learning uh, tips on financial strategies for women, Mm -hmm. informing them. Uh, educating them, inspiring them. And then we get, all the ladies get an opportunity with a flower designer that will be joining us uh, to to make and build their own flower bouquet. So he'll guide us through that and they get to take that with them. And and they're beautiful. They're always so big and beautiful and watching the ladies make these, it's just like so uh, heartwarming for me. And I will say that uh, to reserve there, or to reserve your seating mm-hmm. uh, and encourage you to bring a friend, you can RSVP at um, 619-997-0416. That is 619-997-0416. Or email at cblair, that's B-L-A-I-R, at Lucia, L-U-C-I-A, financial, F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A, dot com. So that's cblair at luciafinancial.com. And we'd love to have you bring a friend, join up. And do do it probably soon, huh? Because seating is limited. I am definitely going to be in that group. Oh, we're so excited. All righty. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for being part of our show and sponsoring this show. Uh, the show is sponsored by Sherry Blair, your financial consultant. And uh, we want to let you know that you can see us on Facebook and also on 15 different podcast platforms. So just Google Transition Radio or Transition Radio Show or just come to our website, transitionradioshow.com and let your friends know about us and listen to all of our shows. Or listen to us on KCBQ right here in San Diego. (laughs) There you go. Or ask Alexa. Or ask Alexa. We're across the country. (laughs) See you soon. Cherry Blair is a financial advisor, California insurance license number 0B42369 with Michael J. Lucia and Associates. Security and services offered through HBEC Inc., member FINRA SIPC. HBEC Inc. and Michael J. Lucia and Associates are not affiliated.